Hey, hey, what's going on, everyone? How has your week been? Well, let's go. The weather's been shit. Um, COVID is still very much a thing. And today is my dog, Princess Leia's 10th birthday. So that's all I've got. How about you guys? Uh, what a, anyways, welcome to episode number 18 of the glorious journey that we're going down this road together, known as the Hostile Environment Podcast. I am your host, Jay. And I am here to entertain you on this Thursday for at least, I don't know, the next 30 to 45 minutes. We'll see how it goes, and we'll see where this episode takes us, shall we? So now that that's out of the way, let's jump into a few news and notes from around the world. But before I do that, I just gotta lay this out there. I am just exactly 45 downloads away from 2,000, which is fucking incredible. So I just thought I'd throw that out there. Put the bug in your ear. You know what I'm going to say. Download and subscribe. Da 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 on all the fucking platforms. I'll get to that later. But you know what you got to do. Let's get to 2000 before the end of the day when this episode drops. That would be fucking awesome. But we'll see how it goes. So, first up from news and notes is a story about a sexy hero. Everybody loves a sexy hero. Tom Cruise saves cameraman from life. Uh, sorry. Tom Cruise saves cameraman's life during dangerous train stunt on set of Mission Impossible. Tom Cruise became the real-life Ethan Hunt on the set of his new Mission Impossible movie when a cameraman slipped and began to slide down the carriage of a moving train. When Cruise saw the cameraman slip and fall backward while the train was in motion, he ran over, crouched down, and prevented the cameraman from falling off the moving locomotive to what certainly would have been serious injury, if not worse. It should be noted that the cameraman was strapped in, but not tight enough, apparently. So I feel like I say this a lot, but I have to repeat myself. Uh, Other than being under the spell of the fucking god of Scientology, or whatever it is, which is pretty fucking serious, let's not underestimate that whatsoever. But other than that... Is he not the perfect man? I mean, come on, we have seen him in those aviators on that motorcycle. We saw him in that race car. We saw him in all the Mission Impossible movies. We saw him in Far and Away with his ex-wife, Nicole Kidman. We saw him in uh, Minority Report. I mean, the fucking guy is just mouth-wateringly unbelievable. So fucking Tom Cruise. Oh, such a great guy. Uh, And speaking of movies, how about that Mortal Kombat flick? Gotta say... What a great fucking movie. It's about time that something kind of, you know, finally lived up to expectations. And it sure as hell did for me. Out of the, uh, I want to say four blockbusters that have been released in 2021 so far, I put this one at number one for sure. Uh, It's followed by, for me, the 17-hour Justice League, then Godzilla vs. Kong, and at the very bottom is that absolutely terrible Wonder Woman 1984. I thought that was just fucking awful. Alright, let's get on to another story, shall we? And here's a story about two middle-aged white men who are billionaires and fighting over who's going to put people in space before the other. Elon Musk says Jeff Bezos can't get it up after protests against NASA giving him SpaceX moon contract. So, in case you that headline was kind of fucked up and misleading, I didn't write it. That is the headline, but I will get into more detail now. 
A few weeks ago, NASA gave Elon Musk, the CEO of Tesla Motors and Business Tycoon, a lucrative contract for his SpaceX branch, which I didn't even know was a fucking thing, but it is, uh, to get astronauts to the moon by 2024. So, and, and I, I don't know, I guess this rubbed Jeff Bezos the wrong way because the former CEO of Amazon, and he is a former CEO in case you weren't aware, he seems to have some sort of issue with this, uh, with this because his company called Blue Origin was passed over in favor of Elon Musk's. Uh, it was initially believed that NASA had made some sort of agreement, uh, agreement that they were going to choose both companies to work with, but decided against it and went with SpaceX only. Uh, according to this, Jeff Bezos is considering legal proceedings against Elon Musk and NASA at this time, but nothing official has yet to be filed. So all of this fucking name-calling and slap-fighting between these two fucking white losers, rich losers, but so I guess they're really winners. And Anyways, moving on. Um, but all of this is for a trip to the moon in 2024. Haven't we already been to the fucking moon? What what are what are we fighting over at this point? It's fucking empty up there, and it looks boring as fuck. Uh, the, the fucking this fucking Elon Musk is so dedicated to space and the moon and Mars. How about these two rich white fucks concentrate on the planet we're on instead of space and fucking aliens and sperm banks on Mars? Uh, I watched this documentary literally yesterday on Netflix. It's called uh, Seaspiracy, S-E-A-spiracy. Um, and it's basically, it basically says throughout the whole movie um, that the, the world is fucking dying um, from over uh, overfishing um, the plastic fishing nets from the, the boats, I guess when they're either ripped or they're, you know, they're not good anymore or whatever the case is, or they can't get something out. They just cut these nets and they let the fucking nets fall into the ocean. And that plastic is literally killing millions and millions of fucking fish and shit like this. So that's actually the number one killer in the ocean, not straws. Like I've been told by my kid at her school, save the straw or save the turtles because of the straws. No, it's not fucking straws. It's overfishing and fishing nets and shit like this. But, and it's all being discarded in the ocean. It's killing everything in the ocean, of course. But, you know, not to mention, how about whale whale hunting and dolphin hunting and shark hunting? Now, when they were initially talking about dolphin hunting and whale hunting, I was like, why would you hunt something that doesn't fucking have any bearing on, on any sort of violence? Like shark hunting, as much as I disagree with it because I love sharks, I understand people are scared of them. And, you know, the shark fin soup, and I, I really disagree with that shit. That really makes me fucking angry, but I do get it. Um, but why they're hunting whales and dolphins is because they're taking away from their fucking overfishing. So whales and dolphins eat fish. So if you kill those whales and dolphins, now those fish aren't in the ocean anymore, which means there's more fish for these fucking cocksuckers to catch, which means more money to make. So instead of just leaving the fish alone, they're not only killing the dolphins and the whales, and they're killing the fish too. So everybody loses here. And that's the, that's fucking, so instead of, of helping with a problem that's so fucking major, it could have a direct impact on the entire planet. Let's play with billion dollar rockets and spacemen so that if we ever do fucking make contact with whatever the fuck lives out in outer space, we can piss them off enough that they can come down and fucking attack us because I would because we are fucking shit. And not to mention the fact, how about this? 
if we ever did make first contact with another species, is Elon Musk, the guy who named his child after a fucking math equation, Mr. Personality himself, is this the guy that you want to make first contact with another species? Uh, they have no fucking understanding of money, so they don't give a fuck. They're going to look at this guy, and they're going to say, oh, yeah, this fucking guy, is, let's put this guy in a locker like he, did, he got put in high school by guys like me, and they're going to fucking kill us all. So, yay, Elon Musk, talking to Martians for the very first time. Yeah, that's what I want. Elon Musk to fucking have my back. Oh, and another great idea, by the way, speaking of Elon Musk, the fucking rich piece of shit, uh, whose fucking bright idea was it that Elon Musk is going to be hosting Saturday Night Live this weekend? Uh, you know, and, and not only is it a fucking terrible idea, but several of the cast members who are on Saturday Night Live, long people like, uh, oh, what the fuck is her name? She's in the Ghostbusters to that awful Ghostbuster movie. She's awesome. Kate McKinnon, Kate McKinnon, who happens to be a lesbian. There's another cast member on there, uh, Oriental fellow, um, uh, fuck, his name escapes me. But anyways, these guys are uh, boycotting the show because this piece of shit Elon is not only anti-COVID, anti-mask, apparently he also has some sort of beef with the LGBTQ community. So this guy is just a, just a jerk off in the fucking long run of things. I have a fucking whole bunch of gay friends. I don't know why they've never told me that Elon Musk is a piece of shit, but after doing a little bit of research for the show... I realized that fuck, man. Like maybe, maybe guys like me made guys like him. I don't know. I, you know, maybe, maybe guys like me took his lunch money just one too many times, and they put him over the rails. And now that he's rich, he wants to crush everybody else and make Martian friends because he can't have real friends with real people. I don't know, but I, I fucking don't like this guy. Although if he wanted to lend me money, I'd fucking totally be good with that. So. There it is. I don't think it's a good idea. The fucking guy's got the personality of a fucking head of broccoli. And, you know, we'll, I'll watch the show because I'm very curious to see the shitstorm. But that's that. My question, or not even my question, my statement is, this is kind of like, so it's it's Elon Musk versus Jeff Bezos. This is like the rich white version of Tupac versus Biggie. So at some point, are we all going to wake up one morning and hear that Elon Musk sent his boys over to Bezos' house with fucking pool noodles and they beat him down? Or Jeff Bezos fucking green lit the fucking a drive-by pillow fight? Because, let's face it, these guys aren't throwing bombs. And, uh, you know, they just... Anyways, fuck it is what it is. But that's the beef that's going on. But it, it blows my mind um, that all the people who want to think outside the box, they just try and prove how much smarter they are compared to the rest of us. Um, you know, just ignoring the, the, the directly in front of them, all the shit that's directly in front of them. And this is why we need more bullying school, ladies and gentlemen. Can I get an amen for fucking bullying in fucking school? I'll give it to myself. Amen, hallelujah. All right, enough fucking billionaire bullshit beef. Let's do a couple of headlines from your phone you'll never see on TV because, or sorry, before we get into our Thursday Tone Tale, by the way, which I kind of gave you guys a heads up I was going to do. So yes, today there is a Thursday Tone Tale, and there is another surprise after the Thursday Tone Tale, so stay tuned. That, my friends, is keeping you guys listening to my show. I'm giving you guys a little bit of a fucking surprise or something coming up after the Tone Tale. Uh, so I just have two headlines for today, so let's jump into them. They're both fucking quality. Here we go. Woman charged with felony for not returning 21-year-old VHS rental. 
for those of you who are uh, too old to, or sorry, too young to remember, because us old folks, we fucking know, but if you're too young to remember, we actually used to be able to physically go into an actual video store and rent movies, and they were on video cassettes and DVDs, obviously, later on, but it started off with video cassettes, and it's a memory that I'll remember for the rest of my life, because I love going there. I don't know why I love going there, but whenever my dad said, let's go to Blockbuster, or fucking whatever, I, I fucking, I was ready to go, man. It was a good place, and if you went to Jumbo Video, I think, I think it was called Jumbo Video, they had an elephant as a mascot. They had a big, giant popcorn machine in the front, so as soon as you walked in the door, you got free popcorn, and you could fucking keep going back and forth, so... You know, you're fucking on, you know, I have fucking $30 worth of popcorn while dad's renting a movie. So that was pretty fucking god, uh, pretty quality. But goddamn, I do miss Blockbuster Video. And I miss Jumbo Video. And I miss Rogers Video. If you guys remember Rogers Video, I mean, that wasn't all that great. Uh, funny little story about Rogers Video. Uh, many years ago, Derek and I were kind of drunk, you know, pretty intoxicated, whatever you want to say. And we decided we're at his house and we decided for some reason. We wanted to watch the entire um, trilogy of the Ernest movies. You know, you guys remember Ernest, right? Uh, uh, you know, Ernest goes to prison. Ernest goes to camp. Ernest saves Christmas. They're they're fucking awful movies. All all pretty awful movies. But something somehow we decided that it had to happen. So we walked over to the Rogers video that was like ten minutes away from Derek's house. And um, we're gathering all of the Ernest movies in our hands, and we're all fucking giddy because we're like, oh, this is a great idea, and it's actually, you know, our, our fucking idea's coming to fruition sort of thing. So we're all kind of happy. And then I was like, oh, my God, fucking, I got to piss like a racehorse. Like, it's a, it was literally, like, to the point of, like, if I move, it was dripping already. So I knew something bad was going to happen. Um, and, of course, Roger's video has no washroom. Uh, so being drunk and immature... And not to mention a fucking moron. Um, I went into the empty part of the store and I tried to play it off like, uh, you know, like I was, uh, you know, go there to rent a movie. And it just happened to be the children's Disney section. And I take my junk out and I start pissing on the movies and the floor. Um, and I'm trying to, to be discreet. And I've got my junk in one hand and I've got a movie in the other. And, you know, I'm pretending to read the back of the shit on the movie box thinking, you know, I'm, Fucking, I'm on the down, the down low, I'm, I'm under the radar. And then I hear a woman go, oh, what the fuck? So, so uh, then that was followed by a dude go, yo, is that guy pissing B? So uh, once I realized that the jig was up, uh, I shook off as quick as I could, put my junk back in my pants, and I began to try and exit the Rogers store pretty fucking quickly, but not before we got the Ernest Trilogy. So maybe, fuck, who knows, maybe that's why they went out of business. Um, because they had no public washrooms, just a thought. Anyways, back to the headline. Um, the VHS movie in question was Sabrina the Teenage Witch, and it was rented in Oklahoma, where this poor lady was charged with a felony, uh, felony fraud, uh, when she went to renew her driver's license. I guess they had something on her record that said that uh, someone was attempting to get in touch with her and charge her for, for this fucking movie, and she was arrested on site at the DMV. So this poor lady who goes to get her driver's license renewed and ends up in the back of a police car for renting a movie over 20 years ago and not giving back the fucking videotape. All I can say is, I hope she pissed in the video store 21 years ago to get back at, you know, it's a little bit of revenge. That's, you know, other than that, best of luck to you. Um, and here is our second headline for today, and it's a quality fucking headline. 
Are you ready for this one? I hope you are, because here we go. Race dog tests positive for meth. Trainer disqualified. Race dog tests positive for meth. A dog trainer in New Zealand has been disqualified from racing after one of her winning greyhounds tested positive for meth. Trainer Angela Helen and her dog Zipping Sarah won first place at Addington Raceway last November. Uh, earnings totaled around $4,000. Uh, ultimately, they never got to see the winnings because the dog post-race urine was flagged for amphetamine and methamphetamine. The Judicial Control Authority for Racing investigated, and while it was unable to determine a deliberate wrongdoing, an example had to be made for the rest of the sport. Uh, the owner and dog had been banned from racing for four months and are also facing a hefty fine from anywhere in excess of $10,000 to $12,000, depending on the judge's ruling. So, Zipping Sarah, which is a pretty, uh, pretty fucking fitting name, get it? Zipping, uh, you know, for a meth-addicted dog um, that's fucked up on drugs. And, I don't know, man. So, Zipping Sarah's fucked up, and the trainer's just like, I don't know, man. I don't know. So, you didn't notice a change in the behavior from the regular dog that you've been with for God knows how long to a dog on meth. Maybe the dog's teeth aren't falling out just yet. Maybe the dog isn't scratching its body like it's covered in ants. Maybe the dog isn't offering to suck another dog's dick for more meth. But you've got to figure at some point, somebody would realize that the dog's fucked up on something, right? Doesn't that sound like another story that should have come out of Florida? But no, it did come out of New Zealand. So now we have dogs on meth so what the fuck is next and elon musk can tell that to the aliens we have dogs that do drugs so here we go the moment you've all been waiting for it is the latest edition of the thursday tone tale where i tell you a story about a guy named tone doing things that are unbelievable and insane but 100 percent true Today's story begins where a lot of my tone stories originate from, or at least tie into at some point throughout my stories, and that would be Stan Wadlow Park in around the Woodbine and Lumsden area of Toronto. Um, the park is located between Tone and Derek's house. Before I met them, they used to skateboard there, and for those of you who knew Derek or know Derek, the fact that you see him on a skateboard is laughable right off the bat, but... They used to skateboard there before I met him. Uh, you know, it's a typical park. It has basketball nets. It has a, a little community center. And most of all, a nice fucking little swimming pool. Actually, not, it's not even that little. It's actually pretty big. So they have the swimming pool. Um, the park was fucking huge. And, it, you know, if you went to the very end of the park on the one side, it connected to like a, a valley slash ravine that once you went all the way down um, led to this pretty big long creek. So, you know, a bunch of us, of course, uh, Tone, Derek, Chris, uh, myself, uh, we're drunk and we're at the park as usual for a Friday night. So usually what we do is we'd start our tuning up at the park, uh, drink there, and then we'd figure something else to do for the rest of the evening. Um, but for some reason, this night, I guess we decided to just stick around at the park and just go for a dip. I remember it was stupid hot and sticky. So we were like, fuck it, let's just stick around here for tonight and let's go for a swim. 
So I decided that um, I was going to call this girl that I was dating who had a fucking amazing body, but a face like a fucking frying pan. Um, she also had a car too. So, uh, so that was something she would drive me around all the time. And, uh, so that was decent. Um, she had a lot to offer minus the face, of course. Uh, so, um, I called her up and, um, I said, yeah, you know, come to the park. Um, and you know, after bring, bring some friends too, because there's a whole bunch of guys here. So, um, you know, do your thing. So, um, you know, she shows up with one girlfriend, uh, I asked her to bring several, she shows up with one girl. Um, and she showed up in her, uh, yellow, uh, Volkswagen Beetle and her friend that showed up, um, she was smoking hot, but she had not, she wanted nothing to do with us. Uh, she did not want to be around us. She didn't want, want to be at the pool. She didn't want to be in the park, nothing. So, um, just like we did every Friday or Saturday night, whenever the night was or whatever, we want to go for a swim. Um, you know, uh, we all hop the fence, uh, we climb this wall and we pretty much break into the pool, which I'm sure fucking almost everyone's done at some point in their lives, but it was a regular thing for us. Um, so we all stripped down to our undergarments and we hop into the water. I, of course, immediately swim over to the ugly girl that I'm dating, trying to get some sort of fucking hand love under the water or something. And all my friends are swimming around and they're all carrying on, except for the hot girl who's just literally sitting in the corner of the pool with this fucking sour look on her face, being antisocial. So I remember Tone and Derek, um, they swim over to her and they try to, you know, strike up a conversation and, you know, she's not having it at all. She's just not even willing to even try. And I don't know what she said, but something fucking set Tone off. And he says, yeah, well, maybe you're hot, but you're also a fucking cunt. So immediately I know, well, oh, shut her down. That's the end of that. I'm not getting an underwater hand job. And, you know, sure enough, hot girl says she's leaving. And of course, my girl being as ugly and as loyal as she is, uh, she gets out of the water too, and they're drying off, and the next thing you know, poof, they're gone. So, I look over at Tone, and I'm like, oh, Tone, what the fuck, man? Like, what the fuck? You couldn't have hold it on, like, at least 15 fucking minutes before chasing them away? Well, of course, Tone went through phases. If he was in a great mood, he was in a great mood. If he was in a mischievous mood, you could easily get him from one to another, to angry Tone, to fucking just insane Tone. It didn't take much either. Like, you know, the flip of a bottle cap, sort of, and Tone would fucking just switch from mood to mood. Um, so now he's in one of his mischievous moods because he's just in a great mood because he chased some girls away. I don't know. So he gets out of the pool, and he's drying off. And I said, like, what the fuck are you doing? Are you leaving? Like, what, what you're pissed off that I'm, I'm giving you shit for chasing away the chicks? And he looks at me with this like demented smile that he's always got on when he's about to do something fucked up. And he says, it's time to fucking take this party up to another level. And I, I remember thinking like, what fucking party? I was like, there's no music. You chased away the only girls and we're almost out of booze. I mean, this is pretty fucking far from a party. So after he gets dressed, he walks over to the, the, um, the giant like shed that they have where they keep all their like, uh, it's on the pool deck. It's where you keep all your like your flutter boards and your life jackets and, and shit like that. And you know, as soon as he opens the doors, uh, he fucking starts kifing all the shit right in the pool. So now there's life jackets and noodles and all the shit floating around, balls and fucking you know uh, um, anything that floats that's in there, toys. So he disappears into the back of the shed and he's he's back there for two or three minutes, and you can hear shit rustling around, and then you hear like. It sounds like he's wheeling something. So we're like, what the, like, I'm thinking, like, what the fuck is on wheels that's in that shed? And as he fucking comes out of the shed, Tone emerges with a pretty massive fucking full barbecue. So it's one of those old school barbecues with coals and, 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 and soot and shit like that. Not a propane barbecue. 
So Derek says, like, oh, you know, what the fuck are we going to do with a barbecue? It's fucking midnight. We don't have any food. Well, Tone fucking wheels it over to the fucking deck, gives it, uh, gives, like, one of those terrifying smiles that he's always got, and he just fucking kicks the barbecue into the pool. So within seconds, the fucking beautiful clear water is totally destroyed and disgusting with all the coals and the soot and the ash from inside the barbecue. The whole fucking pool went like, it was dark. So for us, it looked like it was red slash brown. It could have been black. I don't know, but it looked fucked up, right? And um, so it's all fucking covered and we're still in the pool. So we all fucking hop out really quick and then we're looking in the pool and we're looking at the damage the tone's done. And I'm standing beside him and I said, fuck, dude, you can't even see the bottom anymore. Like, you know, obviously, except for the giant barbecue, you just saw the outline of like this fucking massive shape, right? But we knew it was the barbecue, obviously. And uh, I said, like, fuck, I was just joking around. I'm like, fuck, man, it doesn't even look like a barbecue anymore. It just looks like a massive object laying in the bottom of the deep end. Tone looks at me and he says, yeah, we better save this guy's life before he dies. And I'm fucking like, maybe I have to fucking, did I hear him properly? I don't know what the fuck that means. But then I see Tone, you know, casually walk over to the emergency payphone that's onside the pool deck. And then I hear him fucking say he'd like to report a dead body of a boy in the pool at the park. Yeah, uh, Tone fucking literally picked up. He called 911 and told 911 that a kid drowned in the pool. Um, so as soon as I figured out what was going on, we didn't even get dressed. We grabbed our fucking shit and our clothes, our shoes, whatever we could grab. And we got the fuck out. Because now we know shit was going to go down. But holy fuck. We had no idea how much attention saying there was a dead kid in the pool would bring. We heard sirens fucking like immediately. And it was an amazing mixture of like cop cars, ambulances, and fire engines. Because all the sirens are different. But you knew there was a shitstorm coming, right? So when uh, the first one shows up, it's like, okay, well, it's not so bad. And then behind them, it was a fucking convoy. It was like a fucking army of first responders. Um, and sure enough, there was at least, I want to say at least 10 cop cars. There was two fire trucks for sure, I remember. And I know there was two ambulances. And at the, as soon as they pull up, uh, the first thing they do is they start climbing the fence. And they're all scaling the fence. So we've got firefighters in their gear. We've got cops in their gear. And we've got paramedics with the fucking whatever they carry in those suitcases, like fucking pills and the defibrillator, if that was a thing back in the day. I don't know. And they're all scaling the wall and they're jumping onto the pool deck. And then, uh, you know, we're, we're a couple of hundred yards away and we're in the bushes watching this whole fucking thing go down. And one cop and one paramedic, as soon as they hit the pool deck, uh, they take their gear off and they jump into the pool. And they were down, you know, under the water for fucking six, eight seconds, whatever it was. And when they came up, uh, they were not happy that they didn't bring up a dead kid. Uh, they were extremely angry that they had got a massive barbecue. Um, and we knew that because at nighttime, uh, voices carry uh, pretty well. And you could uh, you could hear them going... Uh, fucking nuclear uh you know what else carries at night um laughter um so we didn't realize that the laughter also carried until someone said those motherfuckers called this in go get them and then of course that was followed by the usual stop police which i'm positive has never worked in the history of the world but they yell at every single fucking time uh, but anyways, once we realized that this whole fucking army convoy of first responders was coming after us, we all fucking scattered and we head towards uh, the massive hill that leads to the creek. 
So we got cops on foot coming after us. We got cops and squad cars coming after us. They're driving towards us on the, on the lawn. Uh, the firefighters were on foot. They didn't get in their fucking fire trucks. And the ambulance didn't either. I don't think they gave a fuck. Uh, but the thing was, we, we knew the valley like the back of our hands. So um, we also know that very rarely, and, and all the police chases I've ever been a part of, that police will chase you for a distance, but they won't chase you through a creek. Um, unless it's a crazy serious and you know something like that but uh and cop cars can't go down hills so we knew that already uh so you know as soon as you run through halfway through the creek there's a good chance you're safe and you know sure enough that was the case here um but the threat of physical violence and the language just the fucking language that these officers were displaying was extremely unprofessional anyways we all got away um but i'll never forget seeing that one cop um, I guess his fucking, uh, his belt, I don't know if his gun or fucking whatever, um, it got caught in the fence and he fucking tried to hop over and the belt didn't want to do that. So half of him fell and his friend had to help him. So he was basically hanging off the fence. So that's what caused the majority of the fucking laughter to begin with. So, um, yeah, I'll never forget that. Um, so I mean, yeah, that, that's the way that was fucking great. Um, but the amount of anger that these like 911 responders had when they pulled up a dead barbecue from the bottom of the pool and not a dead kid, uh, like Tone reported was really fucked up. So there it is. There is your Thursday Tone tale for today. Uh, but before I sign off, like I said, I have a surprise. Uh, but before I sign off, I have to do two things. I have to get my social media plugs in and tell you the other quick story about the ugly girl that I was dating at the beginning of this story. So what I've done for you, tell you one fucking awesome story, give you the social media plugs and hit you with part two of that story, which actually isn't part two. It's just a segue uh, to get more talk about this ugly girl. So uh, I guarantee you'll keep listening. So here I go. Give me your, I'm um, giving you my plugs. Find me on Facebook at jcowell. Instagram is host.enviro.pod. Twitter is at podcast underscore hostile. TikTok is at the hostile environment pod. And last but certainly not least is the official email of the podcast, which is j.hostile.environment at gmail.com. All right, plugs are down. Now let's close the show with a, I don't know, we'll call it a lullaby of sorts. And like I said, involves my relationship, how my relationship ended um, with this unattractive young lady in the story from the previous, um, with the smoking hot body and the yellow Volkswagen Beetle. So um, not long after this, um, you know, we're at, we're at high school and uh, Derek and I are out back and we're smoking in the back of the school out by the parking lot. And um, ugly girl drives up with her smoking hot friend, of course, because they don't go anywhere with each other. And, of course, Derek thought he had a chance with this girl, um, but she couldn't stand either one of us, so he had no shot. Um, so, anyways, the, the plan was they were going to come, they were going to run into the school for, like, 30 or 40 minutes. Um, I think they were doing half a class or something like that. And then we were all going to go to my house and hang out, and Derek was going to try and get with the, the hot girl, and I was going to have some sort of relations with Ugly. So the two of them head in, and Derek and I are just sitting in the parking lot, like a couple of pylons, and we're waiting for them. But, of course... Because both of us have very limited attention spans at best, um, we're and also we're in a crowd of people, which means you know we're we're there to entertain, and and that's kind of what we did, right? We made things fun, 
Um, we did stupid shit. I mean, you want to call us the, the jesters, fucking whatever, the jokers, whatever, the dropouts, whatever. You can check all those boxes, but uh, nevertheless, we're there, um, and we want to entertain everybody and ourselves, of course. Uh, so why not entertain everybody by doing wrestling moves on the hood of Ugly Girl's car? So I go to Derek, and I said, listen, uh, I'm going to give you a standing suplex, which means that for all you guys who don't understand what wrestling is, um, I'm going to put uh, Derek's head under my right armpit. I'm going to throw his arm over around my neck. I'm going to grab him by his like belt or in those Adidas pants is what he used to rock. So I'm going to, and then I'm going to put my other hand on his, on his leg and I'm going to lift him straight up. So we are perfectly parallel, like North, South, North, South, like straight line. And I'm going to hold him there. And then I was going to drop him on the hood of the car, which I'm sure would have caused some damage, but nothing she couldn't have buffed out. But let's face it, we, neither one of us gave a fuck. Um, so now we, we had done this wrestling move before, and we pulled it off perfectly. And the key to this fucking wrestling move is balance. Much like a lot of things in life, the key is balance. So as soon as I lift Derek up, he starts kicking his fucking legs. So I lose my balance because he's not balancing straight up, and I couldn't hold him up anymore. So I dropped him. And instead of dropping him on the hood of the car as I planned... I dropped him right through the fucking windshield. So I turn around and now he's laying in this ocean of broken glass um, and he's laying across both fucking front seats. And the first thing I said to him is, I said, dude, are you okay? And he's like, yeah, I think so. You know, he doesn't seem to be hurt. He's smiling. So he opens the car door and he crawls out and we're like, oh shit. So, you know, your first fucking initial thing is you got a book, right? So we fucking bounce. And I don't know why we ran into the school, but we did. We run into the men's washroom, and then we're in the bathroom fucking stall. So we close the fucking bathroom stall, and we're like, holy fuck, like, she is going to be fucking pissed. And we're laughing. Like, we're fucking, we think it's fucking hilarious. Uh, so I'm there. Um, I'm, I'm giving him shit, too, because I'm like, Derek, man, like, what the fuck, man? You kicked your legs, and you ruined the move. So then I start, like, uh, trying to pick all the glass out of his arms and his back and some in, in his fucking head. And he's saying, you know, this is all your fault for having an ugly girlfriend. And now we're fucking roaring with laughter and we're still fucking laughing and laughing and laughing. And then, um, over the loudspeaker, like the voice of God himself, somebody comes over the school announcements and says, uh, Derek Smith and Jason Cowell to the office, please. Derek Smith and Jason Cowell report to the office immediately. So we both stared at each other, and I remember I said to him, uh, maybe it's about something else, bro. And then we start laughing our asses off again. Um, so we know we're fucked. We know it's over. Um, someone outside ended up ratting us out fucking pretty quickly, too. Like, these fucking guys weren't solid at all. Like, we were caught within, like, six minutes of this shit going down. So, um, uh, long story short, uh, we knew there was no escape, so we had to turn ourselves in. We did. Uh, obviously, we got suspended. Derek's mom and my mom, we they split the cost of the windshield 50-50. Obviously, they weren't fucking happy. Um, ugly girl broke up with me. Uh, see, hear that? Ugly girl broke up with me. What the fuck? Um, and the last time I saw Smoking Hot Girl, uh, we were in the hallway, and um, when I saw her, I was like, hey, what's going on? And she just stopped, and she's like, I told her you were fucking losers. And... Um, yeah, I guess she was right. So there it is, kids. That is the end of the show. 
Um, I want you guys to have an amazing fucking weekend. Uh, a very special shout out to my brothers and sisters who are Greek, and I know there's a ton of you listening who are out there. Happy fucking Easter, guys. Um, you know, I wish I could be beside you drinking beer, um, watching that fucking delicious lamb rotate on the spit and play some poker or fucking, you know, just, just fucking hang out with you guys. I mean, this is the second year that I haven't been able to do this with you guys, and I miss it. So uh, I'm sure you guys miss it too. So anyways, happy Easter to all my Greek friends out there. And that is it. I am Jay, and we are done. I will talk to you on the first Monday of May. So goodbye for now.